This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Well, summer has come and gone. Yes, we are back. Episode 76. Mark Potter, Mike Bradley. Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. And all the vacations are over. And this first segment, sponsored by our friends at the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance, located in Stevensville at 112 Long Canoe Circle, in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park, you can train there, play there, and even give there. More info at theedge360.net. And uh, we're kicking off our return with none other than a guy. you got to go all the way back to episode four and five when he was uh, the featured well, guest. Well, was that, it was that long ago. Yeah. Wow, okay. yeah, uh, On a boat somewhere. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Out in uh, in the inlet in Ocean City, but uh, I was on that boat recently. Yeah, well, where are I you? Love the the floor looks great. Yeah, well, he'll tell you. Coach will tell oh, you. Oh, so. look at that. Yeah, we've got Jake Coleman with us, head coach of uh, Decatur. And uh, hey, thanks for joining us today, Coach. Hey, appreciate it. You got to see Mark. You got to see Mike Fish. <laughs> hey, I never pretended to be a good fisherman. It had been a few years. Brooke, Brooke's uh, good at that. But, yeah, it had been a while, so I, I, I struggled. But it was fun. That was, I'm sorry yeah. I missed that. You know, I didn't get invited on this trip. Well, you know, I don't like you very much, Mark. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> we, we already knew It was that. unexpected, actually. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just teasing, Mark. You're always welcome on the boat. I know. You just want to throw my ass overboard. That's all it is. No, so. no, no, no. I, I, you know, I, pre- I appreciate you. You know I like to poke with you, but I you know. guys do a great job. And, <laughs> and I really do appreciate you. Even though you coach at Easton and, and you got the pumpkin head orange on, you know, it's I still love you. You know, you, you haven't you haven't promised me a house and a job down there yet. So. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, well, listen, uh, you have had a a busy off season, and now you're getting geared up for the season uh, at Decatur. And you know, I, I got to start off, and Mike and I have talked about this off the air. I got to start off with some props for for you and your program. Of course, you brought in you know David Dotson from you know Cambridge and. Um, and got him on the with the school board there at Worcester, and he just takes your program and, and all of these sports, really, not just your program, but all of the sports in in Worcester County uh, to another level. But then incorporating the the photo shoots. I mean, it's when I sit back and I see your social media activities, it's like looking at a college program. And and showing those kids what it's like, you know, with the pictures and things like that. And I just a tip of the hat to you down there for what you're doing. I appreciate it. That's um, you know, number one is Dave Dobson is, um, he you know, it's just a blessing. You know, I I was um, when I was 23 years old, and you know, I decided to take the the job over at Cambridge. I was drowning, um, you know, in the job. And he was always a longtime family friend. And I was over his house, and I was talking to my cousin Derek at the time about different things. And he just started volunteering to help us with, you know, he, could, he, he wasn't a football coach, but he was like, hey, let me start handling some of this film and stuff and the scouting and coming up with a schedule. And then, 
you know, of course, you know, his job, uh, you know, being in telecommunications, it, it translates really, really well, uh, his expertise. So it just kind of starts to manifest from there. And then Dave, you know, he loves to help other people. And, uh, you know, he, he just, you know, he's always willing to do what's best for the school. And, and the more that, the more that you appreciate him, it seems like the farther he'll go for you. And, uh, you know, so bringing him down here was, you know, he, he was the first person I told that I was leaving Cambridge, you know? Hmm. So, I mean, that says enough, so, yeah. um, you know, and, and having him down here and, and doing, um, you know, doing, you know, what we're doing down here together just means so much you know his his son and my son are both on the spectrum and they're best friends and having uh you know having those having you know having everything that's going on down here is, is awesome now the picture the photo shoot idea that's that's really on bryson you know bryson's gone to 20 million colleges and uh you know the photo shoot is always uh you know as the college coaches will tell you it's always probably the most popular part so he says, hey, Dad, why don't we do our own photo shoot for the guys who, you know, make a certain amount of lifts and reach a certain amount of goals uh, with GPA and stuff? And, and uh, you know, he had the idea back in, I think, January. So we've been promoting it and saying this is what you got to do. And, you know, and we had, uh, you know, I think we had 60, 60 out of, uh, you know, I guess uh, about 95 kids that ended up reaching those goals and it wasn't a punishment for the kids who didn't it was just a reward hmm. for the kids who did accomplish them and it was a lot of fun we incorporated their families into it and we had a professional uh, photographer maurice from the brand who had never done it before but i kind of I, I told him what i wanted but then i told him to run with it and there we are and it turned out to be pretty cool yeah, it really was. I mean, seeing that and it just, I mean, you, you see it, like you said, you know, it's funny you bring up Bryson. I mean, he committed to Vandy, uh, you know, when the year was over and, and it, it, it's been an opportunity for him. And it, the fact that he came back and shared some of those experiences with even the younger kids is huge. Well, oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, it, and, you know, and, you know, Mark, the game is, is always changing. You know, the game on the field changes and the game off the field changes. And, you know, and you got to adapt, you know, to what the, what motivates kids. Mm. And 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 that's really what our you know, that's what we were aiming for. And and honestly, we found out it motivates their parents. You know, I got kids that that came just shy of reaching the goals. And, you know, and I got parents that are like, well, he's going to make sure I'm going to make sure he he does this, that and the other. You know, because we tied into fundraising and making sure they do what they're supposed to do there. We tied into GPA. We tied into attendance. You know, and uh, and we tied into testing. You know, of our of our training and stuff. And I mean, they just keep on reaching. And now now we're getting what we want out of them. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, and that's why we do these interviews, because I thought that was just a program wide, uh, you know, media type day, if you will, or, or in-house media type day. But the fact that that's tied to an incentive and for all the reasons you just pointed out, you know, you're right. Those are the kind of things, though, that drive kids. And you do have to find out as th- times have changed, you know, what motivates them. And that's a great program to be able to have. So, I mean, that's again, I mean, that's it, a great it, idea. It, yeah. By Bryce. It, it, used, it used to be a T-shirt for me, you know, back, <laughs> you know. Coach Fleetwood used to motivate us. You know, you made it to a certain amount of lifts, and then, boom, you got your T-shirt 
Mm. You know, you got your weight training, your your Viking Ironworks shirt, and that was all. But, you know, kids are a little bit mo- they're motivated by different things. And the one thing is, is with these pictures, is they can share them on all their social media. So it, it gets a lot of excitement. It's a sense of accomplishment. And uh, so, you know, it's cool. Jake, let me ask you this, because I know Mark referenced the interview that we had back uh, episodes three and four, and I w- got to go back and revisit that because it's been a while back. But in terms of the the general forward thinking, because you said that, I do remember you said that in that interview that, hey, you got to keep adapting and evolving and such. And some coaches do that, some don't. And for some, they've been able to get away with it. Others, not so much so. But who influenced you to keep thinking that way that, hey, I've I've got to continue to adapt and 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 evolve if I'm going to be successful. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I guess you just kind of pick it up. Or you just pick it up. Yeah, you just pick it up. You know, yeah. I think you know one of the biggest things is you know when you go to when you're always around like you know like I, I spent time around like Al Thomas and I spent time around you know some some really great coaches. You know, uh, Jeff Herrick, Todd Apple. Obviously, Coach Fleetwood, Sherman Wood. I could go on and on. I'm missing great coaches out there. But, and then Mark you know, you Potter. Get, you, Mark Potter. <laughs> you find, you know, look, you see, you see, you see that you have to adapt. You got to keep growing. Uh, you don't want to just become one of those teams that, you know, okay, everybody knows what you're running, you know, on both sides of the ball. And we know, you know, and you're going to try to fit, fit kids into that. And you're just going to do things the way that, Maybe they were done for you. And look, that does work certain times. And, uh, and I don't, I, like, I try to be traditional, you know, with, with our thinking. But, you know, we just try to, we try to do some things that are a little bit newer and fresher. And it keeps it fresh for, every, for all of us, too, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, but listen, we've had a lot of harebrained ideas that, that ended up being duds, and you just don't see them as much, you know. You do a good job making sure they're not publicized, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, hey, look, look. One time, listen. One time, North Carolina beat us so bad, so bad. They picked up our kids and like threw them out of bounds. They beat us so bad back at Cambridge when I was first coaching that um, I swear I don't think my kids wanted to come to practice on Monday. So I was like, all right, guys, you know, you know, we got to, you know, we got to go ahead and have a a pizza party. And, uh, you know, we're going to play some flag football because we got to get back to having fun. And I sat there during this pizza party and this having fun, you know, 707 thing that I did. Now, and I just felt like, man, I'm the worst coach in the world. Like, I, I just need to quit right now and everything. So you have those, like, terrible ideas after somebody beats your brains in. And that wasn't the right thing to do. But being young and being dumb, you know, you're going to make some mistakes along the way and everything. But you know, it's just it's one of them things. Some things work, some things don't. We're talking with Jake Coleman, head coach of Decatur Football at Decatur High School in Berlin. This next segment sponsored by Midshore Exteriors, handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters, so let Master League GF certified and shingle master roofers take care of your home or business today. More info at midshoreexteriors.com. So you started talking a little bit about, you know, uh, changing the offense up based off of the talent that you have. Um, You had Bryson last year. He played quarterback and he played receiver. And when he was playing receiver, you had a different quarterback in. That quarterback has since left Decatur. 
is do we expect to see Bryson more at quarterback this year or will he be a receiver and you've already groomed another quarterback in there that can handle your offensive coordinator Russell Curta? Well, you know, last year is one of the things, you know, Bryson was was our quarterback. And uh, you know, but he is, you know, he's six foot five and he can run and catch and he's getting recruited to play wide receiver, so you know, we we moved him out there in certain times, and most of those times were like times when, you know, we put all the chips in the middle of the table, and we had to have it, and and we got it, and uh, you know, and and uh, you know, it's one of those things. You're always trying to develop kids and and put the best kids in position uh, to win, and uh, you know, we felt like last year that's what we were doing the entire time, and. And so, you know, this year we're going to continue with that mindset. And, you know, we're continuing trying to develop the quarterback position as well as the receiver position. But obviously, you know, Bryson's a guy that he is going to draw a lot of attention no matter where he is. So, you know, we're, we're definitely always want to be versatile with him and have him moving him around and doing different things. But, you know, I got a feeling you'll see a lot of similarities to what you saw last year. You know, you're going to see him do multiple things. Uh, Jake, you and I talked a little bit uh, a few weeks ago, and I know I've heard from some other coaches as well, and sometimes it takes a certain amount of coaches to to tell you that, to kind of get it ingrained that, you know, yeah, you start to really understand what they mean by this. And, you know, we, we've heard the term used, and, and I think I had said to you, it's kind of a media term that, you know, building upon last year. We're going to build upon last year for this year. And I've heard from, you know, Coach Loxley at Maryland to you at Decatur and, and a bunch of coaches in between to say, look, this is the start of a new year. And you may have X amount of players coming back, but every team at least is a little different, if not medium to, in some cases, a lot different. It just depends. But, you know, I know that's a term that gets thrown out there. But but talk to us a little bit more about that because, obviously, and we'll talk with you in the preview show in a couple of weeks, but um, you guys had a fantastic year last year. But as you pointed out, Mike, 23 is different than 22. Yeah, and, and I'm going to tell you when this all sank in for me. In the, uh, in the early to mid-'90s, uh, Cambridge was knocking on the door every single year in the semifinal and the final. I think from probably 90 to 94. And every single year, everybody's expectations was that they got to take the next step. They got to do this. They got to do that. And every single year, it was a different team playing, playing against different teams. And, and, it, and you know, we ended up winning in 95. Okay, but I don't think we won in '95 because of a culmination of what we learned, you know, by losing or, or you know, whatever. We just finally, you know, everything the stars aligned and we had the opportunity and it worked out. Now, this is my point, though. The following year in '96, we graduated 21 of 22 starters. Okay from that 95 state championship team at Cambridge. And when that happened, you know, everybody just told us that we were going to be terrible, you know, that we were going to take a step back. Nobody was picking us. And our guys on our team, they were scared, and I was on this team, we were scared, scared to be that team that, that took us back 
you know, because everybody said that, you know, Cambridge had gotten to this point. And now, you know, it just wasn't going to be so. So we had a special group of guys, and they went out there, and we ended up actually taking a step forward. And, uh, you know, we went undefeated and won, you know, won it all with only one returning starter. And nobody expected us to do that. I don't even think we expected ourselves to do that. And at that point in time, I, you know, that's when it sank into me that, you know, you're not, it's not the same players. It's not like this is the Golden State Warriors and you got Steph back, you got Clay back, you got Draymond back, and all you do, you, now you add uh, Kevin Durant. It's not that. Luke Murgot's not playing for us this year. I wish he was, but he's not. And, you know, but there's a lot of play. You know, Casey Heath ain't playing for Ken Allen either, you know. And so now it's a different group, different team, different Bayside, different state. And all we need to focus on is not the end, is we got to focus on the now. Okay, how do we get better today? And, you know, if we're focused on getting better today, then the chips will fall where they may and everything. And, and, and I'd... And, and so, you know, I really, and I told you this, you know, when I hear my players say, well, say those things, I, you know, I cut them down a little bit because, you know, last year's gone. You know, it's over. You are what you are. We were 42 seconds away from playing for state. And that year, the book is closed on that. So, you know, now we just got to focus on this year and every single practice and every every single moment that we can get better. And, and if we do that, then we're going to be fine. But we can't be thinking about the last game of the season because you do that, and then you're going to get clipped. And, uh, and, and everybody feels disappointed. Let's just be the best team we can be, and we'll know it if we're doing that. That's why I like doing this, because we can kind of go – everywhere in our conversations here and we have the time to do it we're talking with jake coleman head coach of decatur uh the football program there and obviously there's a lot of teams in the bay side that have talent and over the years this will be our 15th year with overtime live and throw in another five that we did with uh, easton so you know i've had the privilege and the honor to be able to call 20 years this will be my 20th year of calling high school football here on the shore and mike you're probably pretty damn close to that Mm -hmm. so the thing is is over the years we've seen some very talented teams not achieve and then we've seen some not so talented teams be able to achieve maybe I, i hate using the word overachieve because they achieved how much do you think, Coach, because you've been there, you've lived it, you've been a player, you've been a coach, how much of that uh, uh, does that involve team chemistry? It, it does, but, you know, right then you were talking about, okay, teams that achieved, teams that didn't achieve, and, you know, I think, you know, whether whether it was Mark Potter putting those expectations on said team or it was those teams putting those SID expectations on them. I think anytime you put an expectation on result, you only set yourself up for, you know, for disappointment because the bottom line is, you know, what you, what happens is really out of your control. We can all sit here and tell ourselves that we control, you know, the end result, but it's all out of our control anyway. You know, referee make a bad call, kid get hurt. You know, whatever, bad matchup, whatever. You know, so the the only thing that we can control is what we do every single day. 
and if we we gotta we gotta stay locked in on that. And uh, and and I hate you know. There's a lot of teams out there that man, everybody probably thought man, this team was this good and this good, and they should have done this, this, and this. And now kids walk around, you know, with a level of you know disappointment or whatever. Um, and 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 that sucks. That sucks because there may have been great things along that year to celebrate. It just may not have been in the cards hmm. for them. You know, last year, trust me. Being 42 seconds away, having the lead and against Milford Mill and watching them drive and, and, and you know, sitting there thinking, okay, we're getting ready to possibly go to states. You know, we're, we're driving down the field. We score. We decide to go for two. We throw it, you know, throw the favor out to Bryson. Now, you know, oh, my God, we're under two minutes. We're two minutes away from going, and then, you know, all of a sudden you're kind of like your heart is like, oh, my God, we could actually go to States. And then, you know, a minute and a half later, you know, you ain't. And uh, But that doesn't mean that that team sucks, and that doesn't mean that those kids were a failure. And, uh, you know, we, we, we did our very, very best, and I'm proud of them. And so, you know, those teams that maybe disappoint or feel disappointed you know, there may have been great things that happened during that year. Um, you know, and this isn't me just trying to, like, you know, be kumbaya or anything like that. But I truly believe that, you know, you set yourself up for disappointment when when you go ahead and you just expect, you know, it's almost like a sense of entitlement, you know. Oh, we got this, We got so much talent. Everybody's just going to – everybody. you know, we, we don't even need to play the games. We can simulate them, you know. And, and that just ain't what – that ain't real life. You know, so uh, the sooner people realize that, the better, I think. And, and Coach, uh, and I take it when we hear from, like, Nick Saban at Alabama, we hear about the process. I, I think that's exactly what you just described. Is And, again, I know, that, you know, fans may say, well, boy, that sounds like coach speak. But, again, it's very, very true. And you eloquently outlined it about the fact that you have to worry about being the best you can be today and just go along in the process because you're right. There's a lot of factors at play every year's different yeah. as well yeah what is what is coach speak you know uh taking like, one, like, like, one game at one game at a, you know taking it one game at a time that's i guess that's the uh the, the okay the, what you hear Should, shouldn't that be the way that we all just live we should just be you know we should live one day at a time obviously you want to look forward to the future but like to me you know um coach speak is just you know you staying in the moment yeah. And to me, that's what coaches, that's your number one goal, stay in the moment. You know, to me, the other stuff, and I'm not being critical of you guys because your job is, is obviously to, stir to be shit. sports media and <laughs> stir stuff up like Mark. But, um, you know, but that is, you know, that type of talk where you, know, you got expectations and whatever, that's just, that's what I call like just, that's just media talk. And that's a, that can be emotional um, a little bit. And uh, so I think coach speak is the truth, you know, and, and the truth is that if you, if you're not focused on the here and the now and you're not focused on today um, and how you can better yourself, 
then uh, you just set yourself up for, for disappointment. This Lifetime Philosophy class with Coach Jake Coleman is brought to you by Four All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. More info at fourallseasonsinc.org. All right, so uh, you're, what, a week? Well, not even a week into your uh, camp with the uh, uh, practices starting back on the 9th. The state allowed high school sports teams to do a two-week camp this year, Um, and you could group them all together, or you could do them, you know, scattered throughout. I'm curious, one, did Decatur do that this year, and two, what was your practice in doing that? Did you run a two-week straight, or did you go a week and off, and, you know, how did you run camp this year? Well, you know, I feel bad saying it because, you know, it's a new, it's kind of a new thing, and, and I know how excited, you know, everybody was and and whatnot. I'm going to be honest with you, we didn't do anything different than what we've always done. You know, we did our 707 stuff, and, you know, I, I didn't want to do the camp thing. The, to me, the school year came back, you know, we went deep, you know, and then the season is starting early. And, you know, I wanted my kids to have a summer. And I'm not being critical of anybody who did do it because it might turn out to be what, you know, kicks us in the teeth, you know. But, um, you know, doing, doing like two straight weeks of camp in the summer, you know, I, I just felt like would, was going to be tough, you know, not only on the players, but, you know, on the coaches and everything. So, you know, we, we Mark didn't do anything outside of what we did. And, and I'm going to tell you this, when I, when I was at Cambridge years ago, we went to, we played in the Ken Island League, we played in the Del Mar League, we played, you know, in, 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 I don't know, five, six tournaments, and we weren't no better, you know, throwing the ball than, than you know, years that we didn't and everything. So I felt like our kids needed to, you know, to have a summer. Mm-hmm. And so we did a little bit of seven on seven. You know, we went did the Ravens thing. We did a uh, a few other little seven on seven tournaments. You know, we didn't do any leagues this year. We didn't do the the Ken Allen League. We didn't do the Del Mar League. We kind of pulled back a little bit. And again, hey, may, maybe uh, you know, may, maybe that was a mistake and everything. But you know, I want our team to be. I want our team to have the the energy to play. You know, uh, you know, deep into November in december and uh so i uh yeah we we didn't do it so i may be the only coach that that didn't do it like i said and maybe that'll be you you guys can all point at the reason why we come out slow and we're struggling <laughs> and everything else and now you, now you have great you know something great to talk about but yeah i i just didn't um i didn't see uh i didn't see i, I felt like the kids needed to have a summer i feel like our coaches did too <laughs> you know honestly and everything. When I was explaining it, and, and Mark, I know you guys did a great job, and, and maybe that'll change my mind, and maybe we'll do it in the future, you know. But uh, this first year of it, you know, I just kind of wanted to see how everything went, and uh, yeah, yeah, well, so we we didn't do it. But I think you bring up a good point. Every every school is different, and, and yeah, we did. We did do a two-week straight camp, and and Ken Island spread theirs out, you know, over the course of the summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah here we are. You know, what again? We're recording and, and, and this. And Mark, I'm not being critical of, no, them, of you guys. Doing I get it. Okay? No, no, no. I totally yeah, I mean, understand. And every but, everybody know, is different. Is, I feel I feel like sometimes as coaches, we're like boxing trainers. Okay, 
All right, it's it's what do I got to do to have my fighter ready on fight night, right? right? And so another team may have felt like, you know, they needed to go, you know, to Colorado and go up in the mountains because they wanted to get the team better cardio or whatever. I don't know, but um, you know, I felt like I felt like we needed to not no, and man. everything. So. You know, and I get that, and you know, and I I am thankful as as a coach of the JV team that we did have that week off in between week and a half off in between because I get what you're saying about you know taking the summer away or what have you, but one of the things that I have noticed now that you know recording this on a Monday, um, you know, so we've been through what four days, and Monday will be day five. Uh, teams can start hitting on Tuesday, you know, actual yeah. tackling, what have you, is that you, we are, are further along on install than right. we would have been at, at right. this point. However, you still have, you didn't have 100% participation at camp, so you're still going back over. I think you can move a little quicker. Right. Did you just flush the toilet? Yeah, I was getting ice out of an ice machine. I gotcha. So, but I, I mean, mean I, have, I have spoken on the phone before to you. I know. While using the bathroom. I know. I know. You and you and Michael Waltrip have something in common. because <laughs> so I, I interviewed him him one time. I was in the stall right next to him, holding the phone while he did oh, his yeah. business. So. Yeah, I was just getting ice out of ice. I, I didn't expect this conversation to go that way, but. <laughs> Yeah. Mark, you brought up an interesting point. So so now you got those, you know, I don't know. I'm just going to throw a number out there. You got those 10 kids, right, mm-hmm. who didn't come, whether it's JV or varsity, because of, you know, they had other obligations or vacation or whatever. You know, it is what it is. So now you're moving, you're moving hyperspeed because you're not, you're not on the first two pages of the playbook. You know, you're on the – the 10th or 11th page of the playbook, you know, and uh, those guys um, are, are probably feeling the effects of, of maybe not being as ready as other guys. And, and and so that, you know, that dynamic has to be worked out. And obviously it can, you know, it can always be fixed and right. kids can get caught up and whatnot. And I'm sure it won't make any difference, um, you know, by the time we play games and everything. But, you know, there's always so much – there's only there's only so many plays that you can run well, right? You know, and there's only so many so many defensive looks before you know you got you got to lop in your base defense and be good, you know. So, you know, again, yeah, I, I, I'm not critical of anybody who did it. It just you know my my guys down here, I felt like they needed a summer, and uh, so we did our we we pulled back a little bit on some things, and uh, you know I feel I, I you know after I don't know. You know, the first week of practice and everything, I feel good. I feel good about where we're at, and uh, I'm hoping that when we get to our scrimmage that we come out and we we execute to a certain degree, but I also expect mistakes, and, and that's what we're here to do is, is coach them up. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, it's knowing your program and it's it's having a feel. And that was your feel that it was in your best interest, not and that your guys needed some time to breathe. And again, you guys had a long, intense, very successful season last year for the guys that are coming back. They put a lot of time in, but you're right. You still have your seven on seven camps that you did. You had some players play winter and and, and spring sports. Bryson played yeah, basketball, for instance, you know, yeah. Right. Well, one thing, Mike, I wanted to say that we did change a little bit this year, and I think it was great, is our June, like, you know, in June, a lot of teams, they go and they jump, you know, they jump right on in, head first into, you know, the 707 or whatever. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we over, you know, over here, we jumped into the football camps, and we started to do our own little uh, Decatur football bus tour where we were taking the kids to different universities, whether it's James Madison or right. Villanova or mm-hmm. Old Dominion. And, and we were, st- that's where, our, you know, or Catholic University, we were laser focused, or Salisbury University, we were laser focused in June to getting our kids out there competing and doing the camp circuits to get recognition. So, you know, we did change a little bit there where we, I mean, I think we did that more this year than we have ever done. And, and, uh, you know, so hmm. that was a, that was a little bit different focus, uh, that we did just trying to get the kids ready for, you know, the drills that they were going to need to compete in in order to do well. And I, I really feel like it was beneficial and I feel like we got a lot of attention, um, from, you know, from our recruiters, uh, for the program and for the rest of the kids by doing that. And sometimes like the seven on seven can be kind of a weird thing because you think, okay, we're going to go play at, you know, whatever university and those coaches at that university, they're on vacation that week and you got GAs running it or even players running it. And it's not like recruiting's taking place during the seven on seven. At least I haven't found that it's been, you know, a lot of bang for our buck. Hmm. So sending the kids out to camps, you know, was something that I felt like as a shore program and knowing that we have to constantly go and get attention because it's not like people are just passing by. Um, I felt like that was something that we did this year that was awesome. This next segment sponsored by our friends at An Optical Galleria. They have a sunglass line known as Hook Optics. Mike just got his pair. I did, just in time for the White Marlin. It's yeah. great. They're great. An amazing fit for heads of all sizes and a variety of colored polarized lenses. They can do prescriptions as well. Stop by An Optical Galleria in the Tealmarks Plaza in West Ocean City on West Water Street in downtown Centerville and in downtown Easton on Harrison Street. To try on a new pair of Hook sunglasses, you can check them out online at eisenart.net or hookoptics.com. And uh, they are our official providers for to make sure that we can not be blinded by the light. Yeah, I made sure I saw Bob a few times at the tent, and I got to tell you, that made a world of difference for me at times, especially the boats that were waiting to get into the scales. I put the glasses on, make sure, oh, there are the flags, and I knew it was coming in, what wasn't coming in, so yeah, no, really appreciate the job they did, and the staff was excellent with the customer service. I, I, I told Bob I couldn't thank them enough for what they did. We're talking with Jake Cohen. Did you ever get a pair yet? Jake? You talking to me? Yeah. No, I mean, I, you tried I, them on back when I let you try mine on back in episode four or five. I mean, hell, we're 72 yeah. episodes later and you still so, haven't gotten them. My my wife is very she does not like me having a whole lot of sunglasses because I have a tendency to lose them. 
So, you know, I usually get one pair of glasses. That just <laughs> makes it easier so I don't lose them. So I have a pair of Costas that I haven't lost yet. But as soon as I lose them, I'm going to be calling you, Mark, to see if we can't get the uh, NIL deal, to, you know, so I can get a free pair. Okay. All right. Well, you know, don't ever mention that C word again, um, because <laughs> the because uh, they suck compared to Hook. So, uh, for yeah, sure. you got to protect the brand. <laughs> That's right. I, fa- I found this pair in the ocean, Mark. Don't worry. Hook number one glasses and. The Eastern Shore and in the fishing community. That's well. That's that's definitely that's uh, they, they've transitioned a lot of folks over. That's for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, so talking with Jay Coleman, you guys uh, you have a couple of scrimmages uh, coming up, and uh, uh, you're gonna you've got Cambridge, which I think that's just an easy thing on the schedule to be like, yeah, let's go scrimmage Cambridge. I used to coach there. It's like going home, uh, but they're coming to you, and then you've also got uh, uh, Forest Park. As well, Um, and 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 we also, you know, we have we have a scrimmage for Queen Anne's, obviously, and uh, you know, so we were able to work that out with uh, with Coach Mooney, and we're going to be doing that on on the Wednesday, the thirtieth. Yeah, on the Wednesday that week, because we have to do it before the official play date starts. So yeah, we had talked about that. Yeah, yeah. So kind of cool, a kind of a weird situation, but I'm glad that. You know, I'm glad that Coach Mooney and and those guys were able to help uh, help get it situated and everything, so we can at least get a little bit of competition, um, you know, that week and and uh, so yeah. And, and so, Jake, that goes to your and not to interrupt, but that goes exactly to your point that every year is different, and you had no idea coming into 23 that this week one matchup would end up being just a scrimmage, and so you have eight, not nine games for the regular season. Yeah, yeah, and we don't want it, you know, I mean, it's like, it's an open playoff, and, you know, we'd rather play the game and, and whatnot, sure. and, uh, but it's a it's a tough situation, and, you know, I don't want to get into the particulars of it or anything like that, but it's a tough situation, and, uh you know, we're just trying to make the best out of it, and uh, you know, we support their their decision to do what they're doing, and and uh, we're going to go ahead and get the game in. But you know, it it, it would have been nice. It, it definitely is disappointing when you when you lose a game, um, you know. But it is what it is, and everybody's rolling with it, and uh, you know. So anyway, the the Cambridge scrimmage is always a great opportunity. I've coached most of those kids at Cambridge um, since they were, I don't know, eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's great, um, and it's, it's selfish of me, Mark, because I want to see those kids. I love, I love those kids, and, uh, and, you know, so getting opportunities to, to see them and compete, and then afterwards, you know, wish them well and, uh, you know, stay in contact with them. Because, you know, Cambridge Indicator – historically don't play a whole lot because right. of mm-hmm. being, you know, north south and in one A, three A. I mean, I think we play maybe once every ten years, essentially. Right. Or yeah. twice every ten years. Right. So but uh Forest Park has been a great scrimmage for us. Mm. Um, you know, they have been uh, pretty successful over the last couple of years and you know, so it's an opportunity to play a city school, uh, just with a ton of talent and a ton of size. And so we look forward to doing that. We actually uh you know, after they get done, they're going to head over to the boardwalk and and because uh, you know, coach um, takes them over there and and they you know they make a beach day out of it and whatnot and and then you yeah, because you guys started like ten a.m. Don't you with that scrimmage you have in years past, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, and and they they cut it early. I mean, you know, when they get enough work in, he says, coach, 
it's time to get some french fries <laughs> and I'm like, okay and everything so uh you know we, we'll go as long as they want and uh you know but that's a it's a, it's a it's a great scrimmage um and and they came down here one year and they had such a good time they make it like you know it's their second scrimmage and it's kind of like their culminating thing and then they all go do you know a bunch of fellowship with the kids and they go down on the uh on the boardwalk and they hang out and spend the day spend the day in ocean city and they love it so they keep on coming back every year it's really nice i'm surprised us. you don't have like 100 high schools knocking on the door to scrimmage so they can do that <laughs> with you guys yeah 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 it's one of those things you know uh cambridge likes to come down and get on the turf you know for a scrimmage and and they're good you know toby toby enjoys coming down here for that and then uh you know they they want to come down here and do the same thing so it's nice when you have turf it's it's it you know then you're not worried about weather and lining fields and everything else up so it makes it a makes it a good situation for scrimmages just sometimes hot that's all and you will the the cambridge is there's a lot of talk coming out of cambridge that they're feeling pretty good about this year so that's encouraging cambridge cambridge is and you know somebody was telling me they're like oh my god you know you know i don't know and i'm like dude those kids won a ton of games and not just the senior class but the age group you know of 10th and 11th graders below them you know they won a ton of games um you know and they were most of the time they were running into north carolina so it was either them or North Carolina, or, or the Ken Allen, um, shoot, what, I can't remember their name. They're not the Scorpions, or whatever their name is. What what's Ken Allen's youth football team called? Piranhas. Yeah, the Piranhas. The Piranhas and, and Cambridge and them were kind of running in the, into each other a pretty fair deal. Um, but that Cambridge team, you know, a majority of the time was coming out on top in both age groups. So, you know, they got, they got players, trust me, uh, you know, heavy – is going to be as good a running back slot, you know, and, and that that there is in the north, and uh, and they have a ton of other receivers, and they got a lot of sides up front, and uh, you know those kids are good kids. There are a lot of good students on there, and and just got they're going to be tough, in my opinion. I think they're going to be tough. I you know they would be my early call in the one A, and I haven't even mm-hmm. seen them play, but I know mm-hmm. what they got. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to have them when they go and play at Colonel Richardson on the 22nd. That'll be our Preston Ford Game of the Week. Uh, Dave Wilson Jr. will be the color commentator, the guest color commentator in that contest. So we'll be live there from uh, uh, Colonel Richardson High School. I'm just sitting here looking at your schedule. You don't have an away game until week five. Is that true? Yeah. So, like, was Queen Anne supposed to be an away game? It it was. Okay. But the scrimmage is going to be at Decatur. But week five, we'll have you. It'll be uh, uh, Decatur at Easton, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll have a Conice tailgate party uh, before that game. Well, we're going to do the color color rush again. You know? oh, are you? All right. Yeah, yeah well, that's a tradition, right? Yeah. It's becoming a tradition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, as, as, long, as long as Matt, uh, you know, as long as Coach Griffin's cool with it, and so I think it's pretty cool. You know, Decatur. Look like you know, a couple of damn highlighters out there. <laughs> yeah. They wore the orange. We wear the blue. And kind of a cool little color rush game. Again, just kind of adapting with the time a little yeah, bit. That's true. And yeah. the kids all like it. You know, all you got to do is the referees. I can't believe no other teams have jumped on board, uh, you know, because I know that, you know, we're trying to start a little tradition there. But, yeah, the color rush game, that's, that's going to be exciting. So September 29th, October 6th, you'll go to Kent Island. 
Then you're back at home against North Carolina, and then you go to Y High, and then you wrap up the year with Parkside, uh, which is different than years past because you used to always wrap up with Snow Hill, but uh, finally well, able that's to. That's something that we've been we've been trying to work out for a few years. I know Coach Riley over there at Parkside has you know he he supported it, and we just felt like hey, you know, um, you know with with Parkside and us, you know, being you know two close schools. Um, you know, rather than playing, you know, some 1A schools, you know, l- let's start kind of a new rivalry, um, you know, between between us and them so we can get involved in all the rivalry we hype with, uh, you know, of course you have, you know, Ken Allen and, and Queen Anne's and then Cambridge Easton being, I think, the top two rivalries. And you got the traditional mm-hmm. one of what, uh, Wahai and, and Bennett. So now, you know, Parkside and Decatur. Uh, can join it. And then, you know, Washington and Snow Hill is probably a, a little bit better suited, uh, you know, rivalry week as well. So, you know, I hope that you guys are excited about those because I think it's a good thing for the conference. No, absolutely. I mean, I think that was one of the themes we talked about last year, not only on the shows, but in the podcast as well, about maybe some adjustments to the schedule that are necessary. Hey, because Parkside would always end their season with Kent County. Uh, with the, That would be their 1A matchup. So, yeah. Yeah, well, it used to be Washington, and I guess it it started to be Kent County okay, uh, a few yeah. years ago. But it, yeah. used, it used to traditionally be Washington, but maybe maybe it's changed and everything. So yeah, and anyway, I, I think it's cool. While it changes, it still you know remains the same, of course, as well. Because on that final uh, week, uh, you, Snow Hill is going to play Kent County now. Um, okay. Cambridge and Easton, North Carolina, and Colonel, Colonel. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, Colonel what almost won that game last year. Uh, they did, yeah. 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 Um, Coach then, McCormick would have had to come yeah. back for another year, and he, he thought we were joking. He wasn't joking. <laughs> and, then, and then they came back, we and then they they, uh, they eliminated Easton in the playoffs. Yeah, so, yes, they did. So, hey, Mark, Mark, I want to ask you right now. You ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. You have, to, you, have, you have to answer this question, okay? All right. Who's winning this year? Rivalry game, Ken Island, Queen Anne's. You got to give it to me right now. Uh, well, see, I never pick. That's Mike. Mike, you got to pick. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. I, right I now. never pick though. You have to pick. Life depends on it. Who are you going with? And your gut. No one's even going to remember this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen. Uh, I, I'm probably going to say uh, because of uh, the experience. Uh, I'm going to say probably Ken Island. Yeah, you know it's it's that's that's one of those rivalry games that's always amazing. You to just me never know. You never know. You'll have one team that you, everyone thinks is better than the other, and then they clip each other, or you know one of them wins, and then the next week in the playoffs the other one wins. So you know, it's just a See. amazing rivalry. And a few years ago, and I'll say it once, I'll say it a million times: no flood. Should ever cancel Queen Anne's, Ken Island, or Cambridge Easton? Yeah, that was a tragedy that happened a few years ago. Yeah. That should not happen. It could they could have played those games somehow, some way, either on the Thursday or they could have played them later. But those games have to happen. Period. Yeah. Well, see, and I think the reason that happened was because everybody was getting in the playoffs. I, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, not not I can't speak for Mike or or you, Jake. High school football was more exciting when four teams got into the playoffs. Hey, it, it was more exciting, Mark, in the 90s when it was the top eight teams 
no matter what conferences they were in. You know, that, that's, right. that's when you had nine and one teams that didn't make it. You know, it was be- high school football was better when they let you play ten games, mm-hmm. not you know, not the state take a game so they can put that game into their pocket. This is when we could play ten games. You know, that that was better too. This nine game stuff. It's just, uh, I don't know. It, it, change, not all change has been good. Do you see yeah. that ever going back to the four? No. Okay. I don't. I don't because you know, everybody gets a trophy. The, yeah, they want to have the open playoff. So, and they want to have everything wrapped up by a certain date, you know, for basketball season. So. You know, well, start the season earlier. Then. I, I just don't understand this mentality of trying to take away. We've talked about how, how a positive influence sports are for these kids, and in some cases it's what gets them to the next level. It, it, it makes them better people. I mean, we could talk all day about the benefits. Why are we trying to take away what we should be adding to? I mean, that's where it's great. The, the offseason, the OTAs that they're at least offering, you know, that has its benefits for some programs. That's a, that potentially is a good thing, but why are we trying to take things Way we should be trying to add to it. I agree. I agree. You got no. You 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 got a uh, a teammate with that right here. I, I agree. Mm. I don't understand. It changes state records. You know, changes a lot. So I don't get it. Wasn't you know? Wasn't my call. But yeah. I mean, my understanding, sadly, is that it, and hopefully at some point, and I think we need more advocates, frankly, um, I'm not trying to get political, but in Annapolis, we need more advocates to take a look at some of this stuff. But Maryland's not always been, to our point earlier, the most forward thinking when it comes to other states. They've been you know, very aggressive in their thinking about sports. Uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, some of the nearby you know, states are, are better at some of that stuff than we are. Yeah, yeah, no mm-hmm. question. But hey. We got, you know, we, we're we're starting to move some things forward, but that would be something. Going back to ten games, you know, heck, for me, going going to an eight team, you know, no matter what playoffs, you know, that that's the way to go. If you want to, you know, if you want to make the game safer, then you know, don't have them one versus eight matchups in the right. first round of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, and look, if I'm a senior, I can't imagine. If I'm a senior, it's my last game, but I'm not sure I'm looking back at fond memories of I'm 0-9 going to play a 9-0 and team and get my butt whooped in the final game of my career if I don't make it to the next level. I, I, that's just That doesn't benefit those kids. That doesn't, come on. Especially when you got to go across the state for it. Yeah, and it doesn't make that. It, it, you don't come away with fond memories of going to get your butt kicked after a four-hour drive at Fort Hill, for instance. Come on. You know, it's... Yeah, yeah. I, uh, when I was the AD... Uh, long time ago at Cambridge we had a a team that uh in another sport that did not have a win on the year and that group of kids you know had to go play the number one team that was undefeated across the bridge like you're saying take a four-hour bus ride and those kids did not want to play you know they did not and so we had to sit there and convince them kids rather than practice and we had to convince them that they have to go play or Next year's team, if they were good enough to make the playoffs, would not be able to compete in the playoffs, which mm-hmm. is a state rule. So if a team were to refuse to play, an eight were to refuse to play a one, then it, may, it disqualifies them from the next year from being able to play in the playoffs or supposed to be. At least that used to be the rule. Yeah, I, I, I think that's changed now that they do allow yeah. them to opt out. But, yeah. Yeah. 
still stinks. Yeah. yeah. Well, we are talking with Jake Coleman and uh, Stephen Decatur. Of course, so you'll be able to hear Jake and uh, all of the other coaches from across the base. I'm coming up on our 15th annual Overtime Live season preview show, and it's going to be on the 25th. Uh, that Friday night at 8 o'clock on 94.3 Winks FM. And Mike's going to record it. And for those that couldn't hear it, we'll be putting it out as a podcast uh, for that Monday as well. Um, so you'll be able to, you know, go back and reference. So what did that coach say? He predicted he was going to win how many games? <laughs> so, uh, but <laughs> so we'll have that for you again. Now that's uh, not coach speak because they will not tell me that. <laughs> so. Hey, are you guys, are you guys all subscribed to uh, our YouTube channel? Uh, we are over here, yeah. Cater football, you know. Yeah. I, while Mark, well, while Mike is listening to the broadcast and uh, running the board, he is attentively, you know, focused on your game, and that's why he's late sending me the commercials sometimes. Well, Mark, I know how you're always upset at schools that don't post stats, yes. or they don't get you win loss losses. Yes. So. You know, one thing that we're doing this year, not for you, but just for for the benefit of everyone, is um, with our YouTube channel, <clears throat> we're going to actually have uh, something called Hawk Talk. Mm. And what Hawk Talk is is it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a an internet show, and it's going to feature uh, not just the football team. But what's going on at Decatur with the, the other athletics and the other sports and giving updates and, and having cool interviews and whatnot. And we, you know, we want you to, um, you know, to utilize any information and that, that we have on our YouTube channel for, uh, for Overtime Live and everything. So feel free I to link it. any interviews or anything or grab anything off of there or any audio that you want to then use on your show you're more than welcome to uh but it's a way for us to better connect and uh and really it's it's kind of in the thinking of you know some of the you know again some of those college programs that have their own type of network and Mm -hmm. and we're going to be very student centered and student led and we're going to continue to try to develop that so that's something that dave dawson's been working on so look forward to hawk talk uh where you'll only find it on sdhs uh, sports YouTube page, and uh, so please subscribe. I, I love it. That is that's great because not only is it helping promote the student athletes in the school, but it's also training for more people to get into this industry. And well, we had you know last year we developed uh, an announcing team. Yeah, and and Adam Gardner got an internship at DSN and changed his major. He was a senior. And he was going to go major in business and end up changing it. And he has now uh, found his passion. And, and that's really the goal. You know, we're, we're going to continue to have kids working on both sides and really try to expand and develop that program. And, and it'll, you know, I'm sure the first show will stink compared to the 10th show. Uh, but we're going to continue to work on it and make it as professional as possible. We're going to include highlights from all of our games and, and, uh, you know, recaps, interviews, you know, previews of next week's games and stuff. And, and I think it'll be something that even the opposing teams, I think it, they'll enjoy. 
and and hopefully you never know maybe maybe it'll encourage them and you know three to five years you'll see half the teams in the league that are all doing you know buck talk and yeah. and you know, pumpkin head talk and, and talk, <laughs> all sorts of shows. Well, you know, and it, it's great because, I mean, it, it's good that that kid went and got an internship at DSN. And then uh, we have an intern that we had um, that uh, is working for uh, ESPN uh, uh, on Sirius XM. And, uh, ESPNU. Yeah, ESPNU. And then uh, uh, Taylor Walls, is, uh, she's just left and going to Tennessee. Uh, at the yeah. University of Tennessee, so uh, to follow that dream that she has of uh, you know making TV one day, and yeah, so it's good that you know us and and DSN are providing those avenues, and, and you guys now taking a step further and doing it within the schools, and you know I mean we'd love to have you guys on the show sometime too if you ever uh, sure if you ever inclined we'd love to have you. We're and, always uh, available absolutely. for you, Jake. Yeah. So and maybe maybe have some of the some well, of the kids sometime. Uh, maybe maybe get an internship with you guys. Maybe in the off season sometime, and you know maybe open up some doors in radio too. Well, and one of the things is uh, you know it, we'd love to have this goes for every high school out there. We'd love to have a in game reporter that would file a brief clip at the end of each quarter with mm-hmm. every game that we could insert into our Preston Ford game of the week. Um, you know, because we do that where we can, and we had yeah. the last couple of years, but we we're not at every game. Yeah, you know. So right. I mean, we'd love to. I'd love to have enough channels where we can have a broadcast team at every every game, but we don't have that. However, we would love to be able to incorporate clips, you know, at th- from three or four different games in addition to ours, because we do it because we love promoting the kids. There's so much bad crap out there in the world, and you have something negative, and, and it's a kid involved, you hear about it. Well, we want to yeah. focus on the positive stuff that these you know kids are doing, whether it's a student athlete or you know, a member of the band. I don't care. It's just, you know, there's a lot of great stuff going on out there, and let's promote well, the you kids. Guys, you guys really have. You know, a lot of people talk about the Eastern Shore and how much it's changing you know, remember, I, I said it before, you know, it wasn't too long ago where, you know, we didn't have a Division One player in the Bayside Conference, but once every, you know, eight to ten years. And right. now now it seems like we're seeing, you know, three to five, you know, yearly or, you know, maybe every other year. So we're definitely seeing the things change. And you guys have been amazing, um, you know, in that change because, you know, programs like this, just keep the enthusiasm going and it keeps the eyeballs you know on our kids and and coaches are finding uh that the eastern shore uh takes the the game of football serious and i think that we are one of the uh, most improving conferences uh across the state you know last year how competitive was last year i mean every team seemed like they could beat the other team Mm -hmm. and and they had a lot of really talented players and and you saw those guys go on and and play well in different all-state games and so you know thank you guys for all that you do well we appreciate it it's not possible without you you know you and the rest of the coaches accessibility absolutely and and all of our sponsors i mean we've got you know probably um over the course of the 15 years we got like a 90 percent retention rate uh, yeah. You know, with with sponsors that are back with us each and every year, and it just requires just a a simple email, um, and, and that's it. But you know, we're blessed for that, and I'm looking forward to year 15. 
Yeah. And things really have changed by leaps and bounds in just the last couple of years. And it, now it's just a matter of continuing to, to build it. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, the Bayside, Jake, has come a long way. I mean, not just from the media coverage end of it, but also as well, uh, as you talked about, from the talent end of it. And while we've had some changes with, you know, with five new head coaches this year, we still have folks like you, like Coach Riley, you know, Coach Soph. And uh, so it's good that we've got that good mixture there. But absolutely, I mean, last year's Bayside was highly competitive. And then to see, you know, both you guys and, and Ken Island go as far as you did, uh, again, speaks very well. And we'll continue to pound on this end with the state poll and trying to, uh, you know, make sure that it get fair consideration. And that's something that I think slowly but surely we're getting there on. And you know, I'm only one person of the voters, but I, I do what I can. So. Who, who's the old man in the conference now? It's Coach Riley. Right? Coach, yeah. Coach Riley. And, and, yeah, I mean, at one at one school, at one stop. Yes, yes. He's at one stop, yeah. and then me and So for kind of, you know, we we you know we we decide to stop coaching every few years. So, <laughs> you know, so we're we're behind. So Coach Riley is the old man in the conference. That's official. That, that is official. official. Yes, yes. <laughs> there's no doubt. Make sure. yeah. And then <laughs> I think the youngest buck is going to be uh, uh, Alec Metzer. Yeah, so, yeah. Awesome. I don't know the age of all these guys, but yeah, yeah he's definitely one of them for yeah, sure. You know, yeah. He's he's wet behind the ears, so yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Well, well. all right. Well, listen, we're gonna let you go, um, but before I go, I got to end with the one question that I got to ask. Uh oh. All right. And you, I don't know and, what this and, question and, is. And, and you, no, have, no you have to answer it. All right. <laughs> you have to answer. Your life depends on it. So okay. and so does your wife's and your son's life. Oh jeez. Which team is the one to beat this year? Well, we play Randallstown first, so you know that's a that's a our eyes are solely on them. Coach speak. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hey, but you you know as well as I do, these uh, especially in the two A three A, you know, I could go across the conference and give my own, you know, argument and preview and everything. I, I sat there and I argued with with uh, with Mike when we were fishing. I said, look, man, y'all better watch out for North Carolina because those kids, uh, for being a young team last year, you know, they had Queen Anne's on the ropes. Uh, they had us on the ropes. Uh, they were uh, – they're all coming back. They got a ton of skills. Uh, that that group of kids won a lot of games uh, coming up. And the youth, you know, I think they got the uh, – you know, I think they got the top quarterback in the north. I think he, you know, he's a Division One athlete, and um, you know, I look for I look for North Carolina to be to be very very tough. You know, obviously Queen Anne's, Easton, Kent Island, you know, Cambridge, Colonel. You know, uh, yeah, I don't know what Kent County has. Don't play them, but I, obviously the whole North, you know, top to bottom, is going to be just a beast. You know, and and you know, typically Kent Island usually when the smoke clears. They're usually standing, so you know they obviously, to me, have to be the number one seed again, especially after being in the state championship. And almost bringing a, almost bringing a Bayside championship back, you know, to to the shore, and everything. And uh, you know, I think they got ranked the number one coaching staff and another one of the media polls as well. So, are you, you know, looking at your that. bulletin board? No, I'm not looking at my bulletin board. <laughs> well, I, I was. Who ranked staffs? I've never ranked staffs before. There's somebody ranked staffs? 
I don't know. There's so many of you guys, <laughs> so many of you media guys nowadays. I would never like, do. I, I would never do that. That's that would I be. I don't even know. I don't even know who is media anymore. I got people oh, no. requesting to come to practice. And I swear, I think they got seven Twitter followers. I, I don't even know what's, what's happening anymore. But everybody's got a podcast and everybody's stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and then, you know, over here, hey, look, man, I tell you what, I think I think Snow Hill is going to be, uh, you know, they, they've, they've got some. They've obviously got one of the most talented players in the college kid. I mean, that kid, that kid is super fast. Hmm. You know, he's lightning quick. And they've gotten a couple other kids uh, out. Um you know, obviously, Wahai is, you know, they, they've been running, you know, the city for a, for a long, long time. And, you know, they always have uh, players and, you know, they got good coaches and, you know, Parkside's tough. And I think that, uh, you know, I think James and Bennett has some of the best skill players in the entire conference, you know. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. That city, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know who's going to be standing when the, when the smoke clears over there in the city. And everything. So this this year is going to be. I think it's going to be very very similar to last year. I think you're going to see a lot of teams that beat a lot of teams. I think you're going to be scratching out your picks every single week. I think you're going to be like, gosh darn, I thought they were better than them, and then you know they they got them. So it's going to be interesting. Well, it was like that last year. You're absolutely right. I agonized over polls and picks, and you know it's like okay, Mike, yeah, <laughs> settle down, Mike. Yeah, I don't I pay you enough to you. Yeah, know, I know to, to, to agonize. agonize. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Coach. Uh, good luck on this year, and uh, again, we thank you for the accessibility, and uh, we will get back out to do another podcast on the boat at some point. Uh, before I go, you mentioned Colonel Richardson. I want to give a shout out real quick to uh, their head coach, James Jackson. Uh, he just graduated uh, with a degree from Arkansas State University, class of 2023. So uh, congratulations to him. Uh, what an inspiration for the kids he coaches as well to uh, go back and continue his education there uh, as he is employed with Colonel Richardson High School. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, James is a great guy. I mean, him, you know, very quickly, you know, he's come in and really gotten Colonel you know they they've crossed a few few barriers that were in front of them, and they they have been doing a great job. And you know that Cambridge and and Colonel game is turning into quite a uh, a great rivalry between those two. And and I see that those kids are are working hard in the all season uh, from the social media. And uh, you know James obviously has the best beard and the biggest arms. I think. <laughs> He's got big no, ass hands too, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Well, listen. Yeah. Good luck, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you in a couple of weeks on our uh, overtime live preview show on ninety four three Wings FM. All right, thank you guys. Thank All you. right, thanks, Coach Jake Coleman go with Hawks. us. Yeah, there you go. I did He always ends his stuff with Go Hawks. So uh, we'll continue with the program. Casey Heath from Ken Island joining us next. Hey, Delmarva, you choose how to save during our summer sales event going on right now at the Preston Autoplex. With over 2,000 vehicles in stock, we have the car or truck built for you. Choose from a selection of Fords, Lincolns, Mazda, Nissan, Hyundai, Genesis, and an amazing selection of pre-owned vehicles all at one location. At Preston Ford, you can get over $9,000 in total savings on 2023 Ford F-150s. At Preston Mazda, make the switch to the all-new Mazda CX-90 with a $500 Conquest bonus cash. Over at Preston Hyundai, save on gas with the all-electric Ionic 6, boasting over a 300-mile range. And finally, with qualifying credit, Preston Nissan is offering 0% financing for 60 months on the 2023 
2023 Nissan Titan. With every new vehicle purchase, you get Preston for life. That's a lifetime engine guarantee as our investment in you. So come see us during our summer sales event at the Preston Autoplex. We're located at the corners of Routes 318 and 331. Open Monday through Friday from 8.30 until 8 p.m. and Saturdays from 8.30 until 6 p.m. Or when the last customer is satisfied. You can shop online and we'll deliver to you at PrestonMotor.com. Remember, cars cost less in Preston. All right, time to uh, continue on with our Time Out with Shore Sports podcast uh, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. This segment is sponsored by our friends at Perettenmoy Therapy Associates, located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville. Let Rick Perrett and the staff get you back to feeling new again, accepting most insurance policies, so step away from the pain by calling Perettenmoy Therapy Associates at 410 604 2982. So uh, thanks to Jay Coleman for joining us and talking with us about Decatur. I uh, want to turn our attention to Casey Heath. Uh, he's uh, getting ready to head to Lehigh University uh, to where he'll play lacrosse. He's given up football. Uh, but uh, I had the opportunity to meet with him today uh, because he was our uh, Midshore Exteriors Overtime Live Student Athlete of the Year. Um, if you recall, he was also our uh, Shore Sports uh, Football Player of the Year, um, as well as our Lacrosse Player of the Year for for goalie. So, uh, had the opportunity to present to him a five hundred dollars scholarship uh, today uh, from Midshore Series and Overtime Live, and uh, that'll be uh, heading with him to Lehigh University. And he joins us now. Congratulations on a pretty darn good high school career, there, Casey. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and thanks for having me. It's, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool to be here after, you know, many years of me watching your guys podcast. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, you get he's been a he's been a listener since day one. Right? I know. I know. That's a really cool thing, because we, we always kind of think about the coaches and the parents and maybe some scouts or recruits listening. But the the, the, the players themselves haven't really thought about that because you guys are so busy. But absolutely. And we're, we're thrilled about that. We appreciate the sport. Well, and, you mm-hmm. know, he Casey had a teammate that gave me a phrase that I'll never forget. Respect the name. So <laughs> <laughs> that was Tommy Two Steps. So, but, but uh, well, let's talk about Lehigh University. Uh, you're getting ready to head up there. Uh, am I, in fact, true that you are not going to play football? Have you're just focusing on lacrosse now? Yep, yep, just focusing on lacrosse. And it's you know, it's really it's really a shame to give up football. But you know, I've talked to. I've talked to people that are on the lacrosse team now at Lehigh, and they tried football and lacrosse at the same time, and they just, I mean, they just said it was too much. You know, it's, I mean, it's a its a ton of work that you got to put into. It's, you know, you go back to school in, I mean, the beginning of this month, you go back to school, you work out, practice all summer long, and then, you know, you, you don't have really a winter break because you're playing football, and then as soon as you're done football, you're, you know, going right back to fall ball, and then your lacrosse season starts up, you know. I mean, it's a lot of work. I mean, I would have loved to tried it, but, you know, I just didn't think that it was going to work out that way. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm playing. I'm playing lacrosse. I'm glad I had the chance to play football in high school, so – was that, was that a difficult decision to make, though, that high school – or, excuse me, that football was no longer going to be a part of your experience at the next level? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm going to be completely honest here. I think – I think I've enjoyed playing football more than I have lacrosse. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it was really hard to give up that, you know, that 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 sport. You know, it's been ever since you know I think third grade I've I've played. So, 
I mean, it's really hard to give up that sport, but it's just one thing that you got to do. You bring up a good point there. How do you, you liked, you enjoyed football more than lacrosse. You know, we talk all the time about brotherhood, and, and lacrosse and football are a lot alike in the sense that, I mean, you're tight with your brothers on your lacrosse team, the team led by Bobby Woolley there at uh, Kent Island High School. But football's different. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, there, there's more of you, you know, I would think. But at the same time, I mean, that's a true brotherhood. Right, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, like you said, there, there's just nothing really like high school football at all. You know, Friday Night Lights, you know, under your whole community right behind you. I mean, you know, when we were going to the state championship, you know, all all of those, you know, all of those, uh, um, like, all the community and, you know, all the stores and all that that had, like, the, the posters up and, like, the images about saying, like, Good luck to Ken Island, you know all this, and then, and then actually going to the state championship, and I, and I remember the first time walking out onto the stadium, and I looked to my right, and I said, "Holy crap!" That I think the whole side of the Navy Stadium was filled up with people from Ken Island. I think I think it was over, I think it was over three thousand. I think that's what Harding said. Yeah, that, uh, that were on the Ken Island side. I mean, it was a ton of people, and then you know. I love lacrosse, don't get me wrong, but there's just nothing nothing compares to that at all. You well, know? I was going to say, you won like two or three state championships in lacrosse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. I won. I've, I've been to uh, two state champion or three state championships in lacrosse, and I've won two. And, you know, that game, it's just, it kind of just like downplays everything. Like, football was just, everything looks like an ant compared to, you know, the football state championship. So, I mean, it's it's awesome to experience both, really, at the same time. But, you know, just nothing compares to football at all. Well, and I, and I think the thing I've always come away with is it's that week of preparation. It's the fact that yep. you, you yep. have less games than you would say in lacrosse and that it takes that week of preparation for two hours, maybe two and exactly. a half hours. And it just, to me, it, it's something special that, you know, the game is that tough and it takes that much that – you know, you, you've got to take all this time to plan and build for it, where lacrosse, you play on a Monday, turn around and play on a Wednesday, and, and not to take yep. anything away. I know it's a physical sport, but it's it's just not the same. It's not the same. No, it, it, it's not. It's just like, you know, especially listening to, like, your guys' pod. So week one or before the week one of this year, I listened to a podcast, and it was, like, game of the week, Easton Callen, and it's just, like, that replays over and over and over in your like in your teammates' head and everything. So you know, it's just like it, it builds the anticipation up for the game, and it's just a the nerv the nervous feeling before every single game. You know, I'll, I'll never I'll never forget it. And it's just you know, exact like you said, the preparation before the game. It's like a week long of just waiting for that moment, the waiting for that first whistle to happen. You know, it's just it's something that you know lacrosse just doesn't happen. Like you said, lacrosse is you play one game. You just move on to the next. You don't really watch film, but football, you watch film for four days straight, looking at your opponent four or five days straight, and it's, you know, the nervous, the nervous feeling. I love it. Wow. Talking with Casey Heath, the uh, uh, graduate of Kent Island High School, heading to play lacrosse goalie, I would imagine, at Lehigh University uh, in 2024. Um, you know, I, I asked Coach Coleman the same thing about uh, the, the brotherhood and and the teams that achieve or underachieve. And how much does having a team unity, a team that plays together that is so tight, how much does that play into winning football games? 
uh, it's everything. You know, if you if you don't have that, like if you don't have, you know, the IQ, the the awareness of you know the behavior of your teammates, you know, it's really going to play a big role because I think. We, we all know that we have each other's back, you know, going into the game. You know, if something happens, we're always there for each other. You know, if somebody gets mad, everybody knows what to do to, you know, calm that person down. And if and if you don't care about your teammates, like if you don't care about what they feel, then it's just going to go downhill. You know, flags are going to get thrown, and that's just going to cost you the game. You can't have penalties. So, you know, I think just, just being around your teammates, you know, all the time. So I think every Thursday we, we went out somewhere to eat, you know, for our team. And I think that was a huge bonding experience, like before a game. So, I mean, I think that was that was the biggest thing, you know, just just hanging around your teammates and knowing what you know what your team was like, knowing their emotions, knowing their play style, knowing everything. So, you know, I've played with them ever since I was, you know, in 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 Pop Warner. You know, it's it's been awesome to you know you see them grow up and you know you know how they play and you just know who they are. So, I think that's a huge part. Casey, I'm curious, and I asked this, and you're someone, I'll put it out there, that when I interviewed you after games, you'd always give credit to your teammates, and certainly your offensive line blocking for you up front, the wide receivers, and uh, you know the defense, as we know, I mean, that's a hallmark of Kent Island teams, but I am curious because, look, you did a heck of a job, you're an outstanding player for Kent Island, you were a big part of their offense, and with that being the case going into a game, what did it feel like knowing that you're going to be, you know, the majority of the offensive game plan and that it's all eyes on you and that, you know, the offense, uh, you know, in, in a lot of ways, it's going to be successful or unsuccessful based on, on how you do. Again, understanding you do have an O-line in front of you and other teammates. Don't get me wrong. But, but what's what's that feeling like? Um, you know, there, there is a lot of pressure behind, you know, behind playing. There's a lot of pressure behind playing football in general, but – you know, just just knowing that I have those five guys, those five guys, the O linemen and the wings, especially blocking in front of me, I think it makes makes my job a lot easier in the first place. So, you know, whenever I get pressured and worried about me having a good game, you know, I just look back to those guys and I know they have my back. You know, they have they've had my back for you know the whole season. You know, they've they've been to the same practices as me. They've they've been to all workouts the same as me. So, you know, I know they have what it takes, and I um. When I, when I get to a point where I'm just like, man, I'm not having a good game, I just look to them, and, you know, they, they definitely reassure me. You know, sometimes I've had in games where I fumbled, whatever, they're like, dude, Casey, forget about it. All right, it's all right. You know, we're going to get through this. And then I think, you know, that, that makes it a lot easier for us, for all of us, you know, if we're all on the same page, I think, just just making our jobs easier. Casey Heath getting ready to go to Lehigh University. And what are you going to be studying there? Have you decided? Yeah, um, I'm going to be uh, studying in environmental science. Okay. And what do you want to I'm do gonna, with that when you graduate? Um, I'm going to try and become a DNR officer. Oh, nice. I like it. Yeah. I yeah. like it. Serve the community that you uh, have uh, lived in for so many years. That's right. That's right. Are you sure it's not just to get some extra fishing in? <laughs> uh, that, that, might, that might be in it. <laughs> so are you getting a hair? I saw him today. Are you getting a haircut before you go? Um, my mom, my mom definitely wants me to. Yeah. <laughs> he was looking a little shaggy, Mike. Uh, well, it's a whole across thing. You'll stuffy. see the pictures. You'll see the pictures on our uh, Facebook it, page. It's yeah. a whole across thing. It's a, it's shaggy it hair, is. right? That's just the. Yep, it is. <laughs> I've had a lot of people come up to me and tell me that I'm Amish looking, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, Morgan Wallen just shaved his mullet, so he went bald. 
So anything's possible. I'll have to. I'll have to join him. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, why wouldn't shave it all off? Although the ladies might like like your uh, bald head there at Lehigh. <laughs> Never know. Casey, I, I, I'm curious. You've had a lot of time since the championship game against Milford Mill. And I know Coach Soph has said that he didn't necessarily feel like that was the best Bucks team that was out there that day. I shared a different view, though. I felt like given the fact that they took away because we all knew they were going to focus on you and key on you and you did everything you could but we knew that they were going to come after the run game and that yeah. forced that forced you guys which you know all year i mean we hadn't seen you guys pass that many times all year that you did in that game and McAndrews and and, and your teammates did a really good job in having to completely change identities offensively and then defensively you know, against a really tough opponent, a heck of a quarterback, running back, receiver crew. You know, I didn't feel that way. I, I felt that here was a team that made you change identities, especially on offense, and you were still right there in the game. And yeah, at the end, there was a turnover or two that, that you know, kind of made the score look a little bit different than yeah. it was. But I don't know. H- how do you feel looking back now, now that you've had some time to put the emotion aside, I think? Um, I, I definitely, I definitely, I, I, it wasn't our, our best performance based game at all I, w- I would say that but you know I definitely think that we we definitely we we worked hard you know to, to get to the point that where we were we did not give up one single point in that game we you know that I think they they put 10 guys in the box against us when we were in our wing tees you know that that's always the hard part is going up against 10 guys you know mm-hmm. against against a all-run team you know but but I, I think we did a great job adapting to what they were doing, um, mm-hmm. I think that our, our passing game was was much better than any of us expected. I think that I think that we did a great job. You know, like I said, I think we did a great job adapting to what they to what they gave us. You know, Agreed. They, they 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 loaded up the box and they did a great job stopping the run. You know, they 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 did uh, they contained me a little bit. They they were they were big. They were, they were, they had some big dudes and they had they had a lot of fast dudes. So you know, I think that was a big part. But I I you know. Like I said, I don't think that we gave up a single point in that game. I, I think that we I think that we uh, gave our hearts out in that in that last game. So, you know, it's just a, it's just a matter of you know what we did, and I think that we did everything that we could. But you know, it's just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was a tough game for sure. It was just it could have went either way. That that that's the way I'll put it. It could have went either way. You know, a couple plays here and there mm-hmm. could have changed the whole thing. All right, before I let you go, um, only because I know he doesn't listen to this podcast, so and uh, so I'm going to ask this. Yeah, I have so much respect for the coaches that have been doing it a long time. You know, we're blessed to have Ferragamo on the broadcast. Uh, you know, I see kids coming back to see Coach Griffith at Easton High School from when he's coached. And, you know, then you have, you know, James McCormick and, you know, former players coming back to see him and, and with Joseph and Ward and, and the same thing with Sofanowski, you know, with you know kids that he coached years ago that are getting married, and he's either in their wedding or at their wedding, and things like that. I want to talk about Coach Sofanowski. Um, he came back to take over the program um, for your last couple of years, and uh, uh, you know, well, your last year anyway. Yeah. Um, and you had the opportunity to play under a guy that's done it for a long time. And he, I know him as being very demanding, 
but he also comes across to me as somebody fair. Tell me a little bit about, I mean, you've had two awesome coaches in high school between yeah. Farragamo, and I know Farragamo has listened, so we don't have to feed him because I, <laughs> I do enough feeding of him. During, you know, with, but, you know, tell me about what it's like playing for demanding coaches that yet love you like they're your own son. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think that there's a lot of them around anymore. Yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful. I mean, I love Coach Soph to death. You know, I would do anything for him, and I know he'd do anything for me. I, I love, I love Coach, and I, I love how he coaches. You know, the players. He's not a coach that sits back there and you know, and laughs at you, and, or I mean, he laughs with you in practice, but you know, he's demanding when we need to get serious. You know, he has those times where. Yeah, he can be serious. He can he can make us run forever in practice. Whatever he he's he's turning us into better athletes. He's turning us into better men in in general, you know. But I think I think he's done a great job of like splitting it fifty fifty. You know, being being a real serious guy during practice, getting us locked in, but also after practice, him texting us. And you know, I follow I follow I follow all of our coaches. I follow Coach Soph on Facebook, and I text him all the time. You know. I text Coach Sof. He came to my graduation party the other day. You know, just having him around in my life in general, I think that it's you know, it's made me look at life a different way. You know, with with him being with him being near like near me and coaching me in general, I think it's been awesome. You know, he shows so much love and support to you know all of the team. You know, to every single player, even if he's hard during practice and during games. You know, I've had many times where I've just slipped in a football game and he's over there cussing me out on the sidelines because I slipped and, and you know it should you, you just need that in your life you can't be all you know lollygagging around during life you know that's that, that's what so has has taught us you know he's taught us to be great men and he's he's taught us the way of life throughout football so I'm so grateful to have him you know in my life and you know in football good stuff listen uh, good luck at Lehigh um, we'll you. Uh, you know, keep us up to date on what's happening uh, in, in your world, and uh, you know, share your successes with us. We, you know, you, you have a lot of fans here on the shore that want to follow you. I mean, Jake Coleman mentioned you earlier in the podcast, um, and he didn't even know you were coming on. So, um, you know, you have a lot of fans uh, here on the shore that are pulling for you, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much, and you know, thank you to you too for you know all that you've done throughout this entire season it's really you know it's really become a dream dream come true you know looking back you know ever since i was in little school you know listening to listening to podcasts you know about nfl players and i was like man i want to i want to be in those one day and get talked about like that so <laughs> you know it's, it's been awesome to you know have you guys around here showing showing the eastern tour some love so thank you guys oh, we appreciate it and uh, best of luck my friend and keep listening we appreciate it yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh i will yeah oh, i, I will. know you will <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy but stay focused on those studies okay that's right yeah Thank right. you very much. There you go. Right, you Take care. Casey Heath had the Lehigh University. You know, he, he said something there that really resonated with me in the sense that there, there aren't many of those left anymore. Talking about the coaches that, you know, coaches don't make a lot of money, and there's not a coach you will find here on the shore that does it for the money because they don't make a lot of money here on the shore. They do it because they love it, and – you heard Casey talking about it and, and what Soph does and the way that, you know, 
life isn't going to be a bowl of cherries for you. You're going to screw up. It happens. We all screw up. And it's the way that you respond. And when a coach jumps your ass for, (laughs) he said slipping, a coach jumps your ass, he's jumping it because maybe you could have done something a little different, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of, he's right. It prepares you for life. And I think football emulates life more than any other sport out there, you know, because you're going to get knocked down. You're going to get knocked on your ass. If you stay down, you're not going anywhere in life. You got to get back up. And uh, it's so good to, you know, we're we're fortunate enough that we get to talk to and, and have relationships with these coaches that we get to that allow us into their world. And I, I know once football season starts, so kind of cuts me out because I coach the JV team at Easton, but that's fine. But I know at the end of the year, he welcomes me back in, you know, and, and that's okay. I'm all right with that. Just cause you know, I'm easy to talk to. So, you know, he's afraid. <laughs> sure, that's it. He, he's, he's afraid he's going to let something slip, you know, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. but, but you know, in all seriousness, I mean, it's just, we're fortunate that we have some damn good coaches here on the shore that do care about their kids. We t- we had one earlier with Jake. Right, and it's right, and it's it's genuine, and and you you see that you know that, but you hear it best from the players. Yeah, forget what we think, even though you know we know these guys. We've been there. Forget that. You know, the, the, when you hear from the players, that's all that matters yeah. ultimately. And Absolutely. And uh, so, thanks to Casey, he's uh, uh, you know gladly sending that check for five hundred dollars to Lehigh University yeah. in his name. Um, you know, what's it going to do? I might you know buy him a cheeseburger, but uh, you know at the cafeteria. But you know, it's whatever. It's the fact that you know, and it's thanks to our sponsors like Midshore Exteriors Absolutely. that makes that happen. So. Uh, wow, what a show. This went a little longer. Of course, when we get Jake on, it always does. We um, haven't, but we haven't done one in a couple of weeks. I've been on vacation, yeah. and so we haven't been able to do that. But, yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, we get, we get to talk about some things, and we get some level of detail and depth that we don't always get a chance to do uh, on Friday nights because we're, you know, even though I drag things on a little bit longer than I'm supposed to. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, we don't get to quite go into that depth because of we're talking about that night's game and, and the next week opponent the next week opponent we're not talking too much about this kind of stuff and this is where doing this during the off season especially i think helps us to do that uh, to quite a bit and interested and i knew it prior to our interview about what they w- decided to do with the otas compared to what other programs we've right. seen have done so it just uh yeah it just depends but you get the understanding and expectation and you know some of the things that we talked about with um understanding that uh, with the process and and, and it's funny i've been doing this all these years mark but for me sometimes it takes a couple of interviews or it takes just to hear something for a year or two before it sinks in like okay now i understand exactly what they mean by the process and no we're not building upon last year this year's completely different it's even if it's a a majority of the team coming back there's still always going to be circumstances that are different nothing's ever exactly the same as it was and it, now you kind of understand that and see that. and um, But that's why we do this. So. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, want to thank all those for listening. We'll be back uh, recording another podcast uh, next week. 
yeah. uh, as well. So uh, you, you'll get us every week. You'll, we'll be back on schedule. Now. Yeah, because and then we'll be doing recaps of the weekend games on Mondays as right. we've done it. I really enjoy being able to do that. That's something during the year, even though I love doing the Friday night thing, for you and me to get together on Monday after the dust has settled and, and have a, a guest and get your perspective and get Coach Ferragamo's perspective. I, I love that Monday recap, too. Still working on a guest lineup for next week, but uh, we will have somebody. But we'll also release our 2023 broadcast Game of the Week schedule. There you go. Next week right here on the podcast. Be listening for that. Uh, uh, again, you have something you want to input, feel free to send us an email, mike at shoresportsmd.com or myself, mark at shoresportsmd.com. And uh, you have ideas, you know, send them to us. Maybe there's something you want to ask, you just don't have the guts to ask it. Well, send it to us in an email and we'll ask it. I'm not bashful. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'll leave so, that to you. Uh, that's right. <laughs> have a great week. And uh, hey, high school football season is here. Scrimmages start this week. Week, this Friday and Saturday and next week uh, as well. So on the 25th, mark it on your calendar, 8 p.m., 94.3 Winx FM. And on the free Winx FM radio app, you can download that, by the way, at forevermidshore.com. If you go there and download the app, you can take us to the game. You know, put in your earbuds and you can listen at the games. Mm -hmm. And if we happen to wrap up a little early and you're still at your game, you'll be able to hear Mike starting to talk to all the coaches from across the Bayside as well. The preview show again on the 25th. There are some scrimmages that night. It's going to start at 8 o'clock and you'll hear it live on 94.3 Winks FM and at forevermidshore.com. And, of course, on the free Winks FM radio app. For Mike, I'm Mark. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next week right here. Time Out with Shore Sports presented by... The Preston Automotive Group. You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another timeout soon here on ShoresportsMD.com.